0: Man, what's poppin'? This is the R&B Podcast. I am Nate Burleson.
1: I'm Real Mike
0: Rob. Oh, we got a special guest. Lamar, what up? What's going on, man? Hey, TD, drop that beat! <laughs>
2: Shout my name out, cause you bad. Mommy, we can job. Tune in to the
1: R&B show. Be sure to tune in. Tune in. Tune in to the R&B show. Okay. Be sure to tune All, All season long. long. Yeah. Man, that's on hot, man. Yeah. I get, I, I get
0: hyped, man. Get hyped. <laughs> We got our own song, Lamar. We got our
1: own song. Hey, 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 know, when
3: they first told me about the show R&B, I'm like, they got an R&B show at the NFL Network. Who's singing? <laughs> right. I did. I thought that at first. That they explained it to me. Uh, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, so no hey, disrespect. but that's So, so for R&B.
0: everybody listening, that's the voice of uh, Lamar Woodley. Hey, I appreciate you coming. Appreciate you are one of the best backers, pass rushers, tacklers, yeah. all that from our era. Like, yeah. I'm going to say this like, hey, you know like I know more than I know. This man is a monster. Dude, I've
1: had to block this dude or attempt to block this dude. Right. I've had to run away from this dude being a quarterback. Right. Uh, he gets down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets down. He's one of those guys on the board. You got to say, this dude right here, slide everybody to him, chip him, put a tight end over there, uh, everything.
0: If that's what I'm saying. Straight up and down. I'm just being real hey, with So, you, so man. listen, this is the r Podcast. This is the show where we talk about the NFL. We talk about pop culture, music. We obviously got beats throughout the show. Got my man T D behind the glass. This is like your favorite podcast meets. Let's see, we got Michigan guy in the house. You know, this is like <laughs> Slaughterhouse. A satellite camp. if you not him. if you're not hip to one of the dopest lyricist groups in hip hop, Slaughterhouse. They are monsters. So this little video yeah, right here, true. this that's is true. the best in the game. I'm just saying, from anybody talking sports and pop culture, this is your podcast, Meets Slaughterhouse. So this is the show. This is what we got coming up. We got Lamar Woodley. He going to talk that talk. We going to go off the rails. We're going to stay on the rails. We're going to stay yeah, on the subject. We're going to go off subject. Uh, we're going to talk Fletcher Cox, new contract. Pac is fat, Nate. Yeah. And, and we're going to talk on. about new era, making new money. Um, obviously, we want everybody to get paid. We're going to do depth chart debates, linebacker talk with Lamar. Um, we'll wrap the show with not. You know, that's the segment that my man TD came up get with. getting down with. Um, speaking of our producer, TD, hey, tell the people what's up, man.
2: What's going on, fellas, and this is what's up. Not the Curry Two Lows, you know. Don't don't. Man. You know. I mean, if you haven't seen them, go on social media, check them out. Check out those memes. <laughs> Terrible. Those are Terrible. Hilarious. I, I, I was Terrible. afraid to say this is probably the lowest point of uh, Curry season so far. He's had some rough finals games and those right. Curry Two Lows are, are not the business. But what you guys really need to do is subscribe to the show, rate the show, okay. leave a review right. on iTunes, Stitcher, Harvard as you listen to R and B podcast.
0: Hold on, hold on, TD. So what are you saying about this man's shoes? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to understand.
2: I mean, girl, I mean, honestly, I just feel like they're going after after a different market that so, they weren't used to in so the basketball you're, realm. You know, you're well,
1: saying, what market? What market is that, TD? They're
2: going after first of all the really young kids. Okay. 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 Right, and then also going after a more diverse uh, graphic demographic So you're saying than the, than the usual, like, urban hip-hop feel of basketball. So, you're saying, oh. so
0: you're saying there isn't a market for – I'm trying to like, be so – he, yeah. So, he's the like Drake of basketball shoes.
2: The Drake of basketball shoes. Like nurses, doctors, lawyers, women in the courtroom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
3: scrubs almost.
2: <laughs> so, <I'm saying>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you're saying there isn't a market for uh, waterproof family reunion shoes? That's like you're not you're not feeling man. T D No?
2: Personally, not, but you okay. Know, I, I, I did I, think they were a joke. This is
0: what we can say: is that Steph Curry has brought over a billion dollars to their basketball division, wow. and they say that his contract. You know, I'm all about the numbers. His contract is worth upwards to 14 billion dollars to Under Armour. How crazy is that? Yeah, but how much? Like, how is, how much? How,
1: how much is Steph Curry getting in that?
0: Uh, well, you they, saying all of that? They, to well, like, to last, year, Under last year, reportedly, he made like you know it was like 15 to 20 million. No, just something, just fifteen or twenty. Something minutes. light. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> hey, we'll, hey, we'll get to that. Atd, you got a beat, son?
1: Uh. Uh-huh. I always, I always sound like I'm about to rap, it? <laughs> right. but I, I never really rap. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm like a game spitter. Right? I, I, I'll just uh-huh. spit knowledge over a beat. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh. Uh-huh. Got your hot top fade hey, going hey, today, Nate. Hey, I got the I'm high top. Don't to hey, Oh, Say you oh, are freestyling.
0: Hey, I see I'm 100 million. My bad, dog.
1: No, I was that no, was, no, was supposed no, to be your no, intro.
0: No, you. You right. I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You're supposed to take that. I got I got the next beat. The next beat. I'm gonna The to next beat. You're gonna get it. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. What's up, man? Let's jump right into it. Lamar, I appreciate you joining us, man.
3: I appreciate you being here, man.
0: Hey, so so what's up? Talk to us, man. What's next? For you, you you said that you got some stuff going on in Michigan right now, but what's the grand scope on what you got going on?
3: Man, you know, it's, it's a lot of different things. Right now I'm finishing up school, getting my master's degree. Congratulations, in, uh, bro. In, uh sports That's counseling, cool. appreciate it, in sports management. Um, I have my AAU basketball program uh, called Greenwood Elite based out of Michigan. We got teams from fourth grade all the way up to 11th grade. Um, I got some things going on with some commercial real estate that I have going okay. on back at okay. home. I've been doing that for about two, three years now. You know, I do my own podcast show uh, called Avenue Fifty Six. Plug that, okay? Plug yeah, that. I appreciate that. You yes, know, sir. y'all come over there and check me out. Yeah, man. Now we gonna.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: gotta show of you know. love, bro. Uh, you yes, know,
3: sir. but I'm just, you know, still working out, having fun. You know, was here um, yesterday doing an audition for us for a show. Right. You know, hopefully I get that call and host the show, okay. and I can, you know, be up here doing a little something with y'all. See y'all every day. Yes, sir. Uh, but still working out. You yeah. know, uh, my, my phone's still working, so yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't control that. Right there. <laughs> That's in their hands. So, bro. are you
1: done? I mean, you didn't played this game a long time, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you sound like you got other interests.
3: Hey, you know what, You know man? what I'm saying? You know, they, they always told me that, you know, uh, coming up, you know, football didn't last that long. So, always prepare for life after the game because you never know when it'll end. Right. And I just always prepare for that. So, if my phone don't ring. I'm prepared for whatever happens after that. So, I'm just always staying prepared. You know, I ain't going to let nobody control my destiny. You know, it's up to them to call me, but that's not going to stop me from doing other things.
1: Uh, last year you played with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, great year, bro. Uh, talk about playing for Bruce Arians and being out there, being in that culture. Um, looked like you was having fun, man.
3: Yeah, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago I caught a little heat uh, for talking about the Cardinals. Uh, I kind of said something about the defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, yeah. hey, man. Well,
1: what'd you say? You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't hear that report. What'd you say? <laughs>
3: uh, I called him dumb. Uh, 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 so I, I went and and blasted the D coordinator a little bit because, you know, I just felt like last year uh, playing with the Arizona Cardinals, and I and I said this, it was a great organization, great team, great players. Everything was great. And I felt like we had a team to actually win the Super Bowl. You know, come from Pittsburgh, you know when you got a winning team. Right. You know, and I've seen that. I just felt like the defensive coordinator didn't listen to his players. Mm. You know, you know how some situations coaches feel like they know more than the players. And, you know, when you're out there playing a game of football, you have to listen to the guys out there on the field. Right. Because me coming from Coach Dick LeBeau, he was that type of guy that listened to his players. Right. And he he helped make those adjustments during game time. That's fair. You know, where. Well, uh, last year in Arizona, it wasn't that same feel, you know, and I felt like, damn, you know, this is a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people look at it and say, you know, Arizona would have a chance to do the same thing again next year, but we know that teams change every yeah, year. that's funny. Yeah. It's hard to get back to that NFC Championship game and to that Super Bowl, and we have a lot, of, a lot of guys that's played in this league that's never been there, you know, so uh-huh. you have to seize the moment while you're there. And I felt like he just didn't take his players just to All give
2: right. full context on you know, lamar's quote and again you said <laughs> it, you brought it up so because you, you're, you're, you're talking about both the raiders and the cardinals defensive coordinators and you said they thought we were like madden players they drew something up on paper and it looked good but the players still have to go out there and run it those guys didn't really listen to their players right. they wanted to do it their own way and their way only as you guys as players have you guys ever felt like that like hey these plays right, aren't going to work, and on, how do you handle it? All, and, uh, all right, hold yeah. on. Let me, let me, let me, <laughs>
0: I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So um, we talked about this on our podcast about players calling out upper upper management or calling out coaches, and we both agreed you have to be established in this You have to have years on you. Like, Lamar, you have to have had a resume that's strong enough to where you can say something like that. So, obviously, we, we all think the same. I don't see no problem with it. If you're going to call a player dumb, a coach dumb – Got to be a veteran that has been there, done that, that has experience. Now, now let me let me weave back in through the back door. I'll 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 do the analyst thing right now. Talking about the back. Now listen, listen. (laughs) 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 Hey, listen. listen, So, I I I'll do the analyst thing. I was talking to a player that will remain nameless on the Arizona Cardinals team. And he said, we had so much talent on both sides of the ball, specifically on defense. I don't understand why our defense coordinator would try to, using a baseball uh, quote, change the game in the ninth inning. He's like, we mm. showed up. Thank you. In Carolina. For those that
2: can't see Lamar's raising up. Price, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he,
0: he said, we showed up to Carolina with an over complicated game plan, and it was much different than what we were used to. So, what people saw was us getting our ass kicked. What we knew as players was we went to a game plan doing something completely different than we were accustomed to. Don't now, make stuff up. So, listen, I'm listening to him. Don't and I'm make like, it Yo, up. That's crazy because he was in there. He was right. in the locker room. I just happened to be casually talking to one of my boys this offseason, yeah. and I'm like, for real? Like I'm, I was watching it as a former player and analyst. Now, like, man, y'all getting the bait, the breaks beat off you. But really, they went to that game doing something
1: that y'all yeah, not and, used to. And I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody or whatever. I just watched the film. Right. You look at the film. You look at what they defensively what you guys were doing all during the season, and you look at that game, and it just looked like two totally different teams. It looked like two totally different philosophies. You know what I mean? It just didn't look like the same team to me. Carolina wasn't—I mean, Carolina's a good team. It was right, a good team, right, yeah, right,
0: right. But they were that much better than the Arizona right. Cardinals. It did—it did—it did, uh, right? didn't make it, sense. It did now, not make now, obviously, sense. Obviously, like you know, I'm a big Carson fan. He didn't—he didn't play his best game, but still, it just—no, nah, he played the, the, terrible. The result—the result—terrible. The result, the result didn't fit what we saw out of Arizona all year. So let me ask you this: Being in that game, right, going into the locker room at halftime.
3: What were you thinking? Well, you know what I was thinking because I I was I was hurt, so I right. was you know I was just coaching on right. the sideline. Um, but I was just thinking that we need to make some adjustments because usually offense is running all their plays. You're gonna see everything in the first half, right. Yeah. right? So you have to make those adjustments and come out in the second half and do what you got to do, right? And I felt like we just didn't make those adjustments. You know, like like you said, we didn't have a bad team. Right, we had a great defense. Right up, we had a great defense. they just knew that every time we're in third down, we're blitzing, we're bringing the house. Yep, Cam knew that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure y'all knew that too. Yeah. Right, and everybody across the league knew that. So what they do, they just kept on picking us apart, right. doing right. that, hitting the big plays. We right. didn't make the adjustments, uh-huh. and then you have players on the sideline, you know, that's Incredible. know what's going on in the game, but right. when there's no communication from the man up top. Right, things don't happen. So you guys couldn't say nothing to him, huh? You couldn't say anything, hey yo, hey you know how certain people is when they uh-huh. get in, when they get in a certain position, you know they feel like they know everything, right? And they don't listen, they don't listen to their players. Like I said, coming from Dick LeBeau, mm-hmm. you know, great defensive coordinator, he listened to his players. Right. So I'm expecting if Coach Dick LeBeau is listening to his players, that any other defensive coordinator is going right. to listen to his player, but just
0: especially with. The amount of talent y'all had. Yeah. I know, obviously, you guys are banged up. You and and Mm -hmm. Honey Badger, which that crushed me because I feel like that young boy was having a hell of a year. So, it's a trip, man. Listening to what you're saying and then kind of playing back what we saw. We were at that
3: game, right? I know. We we did the pregame. But listening to what you said. See – it, it, I didn't. So now people know I'm not making it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a validation. Exactly. Yeah. Because at first, no one has come come out and said that. A lot of right. people has criticized me, saying, "Oh, Lamar's mad because he's not on the NFL roster. No, he's this. He's bad. that." I'm like, yo, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not upset. I'm like, I'm not upset. I got a, a million other things going yeah, on. Right. I, I played nine years right. in the league. Why would I be upset about that? I'm just right. speaking the truth. And now right. that you said that, I'm like, hell yeah, it, it, hell <laughs> yeah, it's <a> more. <laughs> That's fast. <laughs> no, that's cool. good, man. He's it's good. The R&B good. R&B hey, R&B. But, hey, but you man. know what's ca- crazy is that, like,
0: coaches can talk about a player. They can call a player, you know, intelligent. They can call him dumb. They can say a player is smart or he isn't fast, he can't jump. They can criticize us from the bottom down. As soon as a player says something that's legitimate, like you, with no hate involved, just right. saying the D coordinator was dumb. He made some dumb decisions toward the end of the year, and that cost us a chance. At the Super Bowl in 2015, 16. All of a sudden, that player is a guy that's out of pocket, and we talked about this a lot. We're putting this box as players, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as we step outside of what they know us as, which is basically jocks, mm-hmm. we get the the brash end of it. But I will say,
1: the, the 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 better coaches, the better coaches can sit there and and I've seen it where guys are saying, we need to be doing this, there's some dumb stuff we're doing, and the coach will sit there and say, yeah,
0: you're right. Right. Which all want to do. But like you said, LeBow was one of the best. And I didn't you know what I'm saying? Pittsburgh. But what I knew about all my boys that played there, he would see his talent, he would create a game plan based off of the strengths that they have. And that was all season long. And times you have to adjust depending on the team, but – he, he wasn't a guy that saw a team and was like, oh, all of a sudden we're going to do something different. No, nah, we're going to do what we do best and make them adjust. And that's what the best coaches do. Hey, TD, I know you got a question for Lamar. What's up?
2: Definitely. I know you're talking about the not-so-pleasant times there with the Cardinals. But overall, most people see Bruce Arians as a fun coach to play for. And obviously, you played for Mike Tomlin for years there in Pittsburgh. And Mike Robb, you played for B. Carroll. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I think most people assume these are like the most fun coaches to play for. What do you guys think? Who was uh, more fun and why?
1: I, I'm not going to lie. I always wanted to play for Mike Tomlin. I always wanted to get a chance to play for him. And I'm not going to lie. Just for just from the post-game interview, <laughs> right, how honest to me, I felt like he was the most honest. I felt like he was in front of a, a, a our team room saying this to us, but he was saying it to the camera like, we just got beat. Right. No excuses. Right. What do you want me to say about it? And I always I always have respect for coaches who will stand up there and, and take it on the chin. No, we didn't coach right. Or we didn't do this. We could have done this better. And then on the same time say, oh, yeah, we snapped the ball to Le'Veon Bell because he's the best back in the league, and he got it He got it done. Right. I'm his biggest fan. We need Big Ben. When Big Ben come back, y'all going to see why I'm so excited. I, I'm you know a, what I'm saying? I'm going to
0: let Lamar tackle this question last. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a quick story about Tomlin now. I. We were in Pittsburgh, right? Uh, I was playing for Detroit. I had just signed my contract. Went out there. We had a rain delay. It's like thunderstorms. So we're out in the locker room, and the locker rooms are semi-close to each other. So I'm out there just warming up, just chilling, talking to a couple of boys that I know on the Steelers team. And Mike comes out. You know, Mike's super chill, bro. Like, if, if you don't know Mike Tomlin, you wouldn't think like he's this head coach in the NFL. He's a guy that you can relate to and talk to. So he's like, hey, yo, Nate, what's up? I'm like I'm chilling, man. How you doing? He's like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, man. It's rain delay, man. Just throwing everything off. I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, we was looking at you. You know, we we was thinking about bringing you to Pittsburgh. I said, yeah, yeah. I heard. He was like, uh, how much did uh Detroit pay you? I was like, oh, they they gave me five for twenty-five. You know, they you know eleven guaranteed something, something that I you know I could run with. And He as a real dude would. He was like, nah, we wasn't gonna pay you that. He's like, nah, we're gonna pay you that, but you a good player, though. And it was like, it was like a conversation you were having in a barbershop. I didn't get mad. I was like, I laughed. I was it like, was, nah, I know. Yeah, like, it was real. I, I could <laughs> dig that. And this is like, I don't even play for him. So imagine, like you said, Mike, the type of relationship he has with guys on that squad where he can criticize you, he can encourage you, all while being honest. And that's what that's, that's what I all appreciate of about. That's all we Mike want, Tom. man. Not to mention, you know, he he is a a young black coach in this league, thriving. You know, doing what he does on a yearly basis. So let's let's talk about head coaches, Lamar. Who who, who you like and why? What about these coaches stand out?
3: Well, I can I can talk about Coach Tomlin and Bruce, right? You know, um, you know, but Coach Tomlin, being that you know he drafted, me to Pittsburgh. He's just he always been that straight up guy. I mean, fun. He, he makes he makes it fun. It's a family-type atmosphere. I mean, every time he's in the meeting room, he's telling some kind of story about his family and his kids. Yeah. So he, he tells so many stories, it kind of felt like you knew them personally. Yeah. You know, just the, short, the stories that he told. And, I mean, he treated everybody like a man. So, he wasn't big on finding people because he said, hey, man, you got enough guys in your pocket, enough family in your pocket. Mm. I'm not trying to take your money. Just get it under control. Mm. So, he was always one of those type of people. Doors always open. I mean, you can go in there and talk to him about anything. You know, like I said, it felt like he was just a player on the team, you know, Mm. because he was was that cool. He didn't have, have like, strict rules where it's always, like, an uptight thing. It was just like, hey – Learn how to be a professional. Treat yourself like a man. I'm going to let y'all handle it. Mm. I don't want to have to step in and do those type of things. Mm. And and that's how the, the whole entire facility is, actually. You know, when you and I talked about uh, Mr. Rooney yesterday, it was a family atmosphere. I mean, you see Mr. Rooney in the locker room working out. You see, that's dope. <laughs> that's see, dope. You know, that's Art Rooney. You see me in, a, in, a, yeah. in the weight room working out. You see uh, Dan Rooney coming through the locker room, giving people dap, walking through the training room. That's what's up. You know, uh, his office was always open. Like, you can just go in there, hey, Mr. Rooney, can I talk to you? Come on in. You know, they was they was there to help you every step of the way. You know, so that that's a great organization. And when I got to Arizona, it was the same way. Because you have a lot of guys over there from Pittsburgh, yep. you know, <laughs> from the trainers to some of the cooks. I mean, yep. everybody, culture staff, it was like Pittsburgh there. And and having Coach Bruce Aronson – now, Bruce Aronson is a straight-up dude. You know, he'll cuss you out.
2: <laughs> I mean, <Straight> he <laughs> don't I care. That. I, I love he
3: it. He will tell you what's on his mind. and Overall, like Coach Tomlin, he's a great guy. He speaks his mind. He's going to be honest with you. Yeah. He's going to treat you like a professional. Right. You know, and, and, and there it was like a family-type atmosphere, yeah. you know. So, it was it was similarities. Bruce Aronson, Bruce Aronson will cuss you out. That was the yeah. difference between him and Coach Tomlin. You dumb, <laughs> f- he would <will> tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What he I have heard. no problem doing that. But from the owner on down, man, it was, when I say a great organization, man, it was a great organization. And they was very similar. You know, just Pittsburgh's been doing it for a long period of time.
1: I, I, Well, and I think a lot of good coaches have a lot of similarities. Right. That family atmosphere, Pete Carroll was the same way a family atmosphere. Everybody felt like, you know, you wanted to contribute to the family. Everybody felt like you can bring your own family to the building and right. be a part of meetings and all all of those types of things. Any, like, I've, I've brought my kids when daycare wasn't open, had to right. bring my kids to practice. Right. Yeah, they in the office, it's all good. <laughs> right. You know, in the owner's office, all, all, good. It's all good. There's one thing about Pete that I can say was different from other coaches uh, being around him. He always uh, was trying to teach you something deeper. Like, and I'm not saying not, not, not that the other coaches don't do this, but he was always, you know, he was a psych major. So everything was for a reason. He would, you know, even team meetings and where he stood was for a reason. You know what I mean? Whether it was on stage or down there with you. I mean, all of those things made a made a difference. The type of music he was playing during practice, all of those things made a difference. And he always knew that coaching was kind of something that I may have wanted to do one day. So he, we would always have these conversations. And he was very intentional about everything mm. you know uh, with videos that were shown right who was in the in, in the weight room with the, the types of personalities right. that were in the locker room he would call us when he would make big you know I remember when Percy Harvin was uh we were thinking about getting Percy right and he called you know me you know called you know, cam uh, Chancellor I know he called Earl Tommy called a lot of the veteran a lot of the veterans a lot of the leadership and was like yo how does how do you think this personality will fit and not a lot of coaches do that. You know what I mean? So, uh, Pete was all of that, all fun and games, all of that. Uh, but, again, he was always about something a little bit deeper, too. Yeah,
0: And speaking of deeper, somebody that got deeper pockets is, is Fletcher Cox. Oof. So, uh, let, let's touch on that a oh, quick man. second before TD give us another beat. <laughs> Um Okay, so, so – Man,
1: so, Von Miller, pay that dude, man. Okay, all right. You <laughs> see this? No, Nate. No, Nate. <laughs> Listen. For you see you. this? Okay. John Elway need to stop playing with this okay. man's money. Okay, for those – And get his man $60 million guaranteed, right? Okay, I'm talking about Von Miller. Okay, for those okay.
0: for those listening, can we talk about <laughs> – No, Fox's Nate, dog. No, First, Nate, He pay this dude, bro. Six-year, $103 million contract. <laughs> um, if I'm most, Von, I'm like, bro. It's the most in total value – for a non-quarterback, okay. <laughs> so let, let's let's go through the process of negotiations. Like there, there's a little bit of he
1: got twenty six million to
0: sign today. There's a <laughs> just to sign his name. That's, that's crazy. 26- twenty six million. And hey. sign his name. Okay, so we, we've we been through contract Yo. negotiations. I, I've been through three of them myself personally. I haven't really. Okay. So. I mean, I've been through a little bit. I play fullback, dog. You know what I mean? They basically say, man, you taking this? Or are you trying to sit out of football for a year?
1: Like, what do you want to do? You like, ah, I, mean, uh, I take it. Give me the you, pen. You, you trying <laughs> to, try to squint your eyes like a son in the room. Uh, like, ah. Uh, let me
0: get. Hey, man. Oh, all right. Okay, well, then we'll skip yeah. Lamar, so let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk about these contract negotiations because they can get a little sticky. What people see, what people don't know, they see the big numbers and they're like, oh, man, you know, my favorite player got paid or all he right. got underpaid or overpaid. That's all they see. All right. What we know is your agent calls you and he's like, hey, yo, so the team's talking. They This is their first offer. First offer, what you see on TV is never the first offer. Right. you don't take that. So what's attached to what we hear, your first offer is all the negative things about you. So for everybody listening, imagine, you know, for a, a guy that works downtown L.A. in a cubicle, your boss comes in, he's like, hey, I know your, your contract's almost up. Um, this is what we're going to pay you, and this is why we're going to pay you this. It's not all the positive things. Uh-huh. I remember every contract negotiation, it was about how old I am, the injuries I've had, the system I'm in, the better players out there. So it's almost like they're trying to mess with your mind. So you all of a sudden have a lower self-appreciation. But if you sign that lower contract, oh, man, we love <laughs> you.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, we have oh family, let's, man, go, let's get a- the Super Bowl, let's
0: baby. Go, get this bowl. So <laughs> talk about it. Talk, talk about contract negotiations and h- how you dealt with them as a young Professional and then as a veteran.
3: I mean, just as you know, when I signed my first big contract in Pittsburgh, um, you know, and, I did, and, and what was that? Oh,
0: uh-huh. we talk numbers, bro. You ain't got, you ain't, this is the RB podcast, don't we? Man. I forgot. We about, can look it up. You ain't
2: up, forget man. how much it was. Said, I, mean, I, ain't it was, was I forgot. <laughs> man,
0: ain't never forgot how much dollars
1: he made. See, come on, I
3: man. See, I, see
0: it a, was, I see the Rolex on his face. Yeah. Like, come on, don't Oof,
3: you forget that, <laughs>
0: He try to tuck it away. Try to <laughs> tuck it away. Nah, you know what fake, I'm man. saying? I'm that's looking fake. at my
1: Apple watch over here. Okay. okay. Right.
0: Hey. So, look, look, look. Got another guy. You got, he got right. two
1: watches on? <laughs> I got a two,
0: two watches. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two watches. He like uh titty boy. Hey, all right. No, listen. Hey, for real. All right. So, first contract. Uh, you think it was around what? Because we know we can look it up. Yeah, well, my, my
3: first deal was I signed a six-year, 61-and-a-half million dollar contract. <laughs> and this was this is when? Uh, after my fourth year, okay, uh, you so, were how old? Uh, twenty six. Young. Yeah. So Pittsburgh let me play out my rookie contract, mm-hmm. um, and and we went into negotiations. that came low, you know. But you know we just kept fighting for more, you know, because I did put up great numbers, <laughs> and yes. uh, I, I put up some I put up some great numbers, and I felt like you know. This is the type of money I, I should have. Right. Now, if you look back on it, they say I shouldn't have it because I got hurt. But <laughs> I always tell people you get paid for what you did. Right. right. <laughs> you get paid for what you did. And, and the potential of what you can do. And the potential of what you can potential. do. Potential. Right. Yeah. So, but you get paid for what you did. Uh, but um, what well, most people, when you're speaking about contracts, what they don't know is they look at the overall the big number. Right. But a lot of teams backload your contract that in the year five and six that you never that. see. Never see. So when they always wonder about why players are fighting for guaranteed money and and, right. and more upfront money because most teams are going to cut you back there. So a lot of people trying to get that guaranteed money right up away front. Right. up front. You know, but a lot of people, oh, man, you should take this. No, because they're not going to make it a year five and six. They're going to screw you and cut you. And right. that's why people right. try to get their money up front with the big signing bonus. And I wanted my money up front. Up uh, front. All right, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go off the rails a little bit, TD. So, you were
0: <coughs> you, you were done with your rookie deal. Yeah. And you got this big contract at 26 years old. Right. That's life-changing. Now, you are, you're already in the league. You were already established. You already made some money. You're already a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Now, you're taking a different step into, like, that upper echelon of right. financial stability. Right. At 26 years old what were you thinking when you knew this deal was inked?
3: I mean, what I was thinking, I mean, the first thing I thought about was like, now we have money in this family to pass it on for generations. generations. There you go. You know, that's the first thing that crossed my mind. I said, facts. We finally put a Woodley stamp on something mm-hmm. where when I'm dead and gone, there's going to be some money passed on. That's deep. So that's the very first thing that crossed my mind. And then after that, I mean, I already had a plan for the contract. So I knew what, exactly what I was going to do for my family, mm-hmm. My mom, my dad, so I kind of had everything already set up. That's like up. this, how much I'm gonna spend on the house, you know, this what I'm gonna take care of. So the blueprint right. was already laid out because that's, we knew it was coming. That's right. You know, I didn't want to get into the situation. Now the money come, or oh, what I do now, I'm, I'm making bad decisions because I'm trying to make quick decisions. Bam, you know what I'm saying? So the the blueprint was already set out, and all we had to that's do was the hardest part getting, having a plan, man. right? That's yeah.
0: definitely the hardest part, man. Yeah. So let, just before we get to this beat, TD Lamar, from what I took from that is for these young boys listening to the podcast that's in the league, have a plan. Have you heard that somewhere before, Nate? The the goal is to make money, right? So don't be caught off guard when you make the money. Have a plan. Lay a blueprint down so when you get this money, you got decisions based off of making this money and keeping this money going, not just for you in this lifetime. You're going to be rich. You made it to the league. You're rich right now. The goal is to be wealthy right. for generations. Hey T D, let me get a beat.
3: That's a freestyle beat right there for you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I like that. I like that. Hold oh, on. Let me get a little water real quick. Hold <laughs> you know what I'm Clear my throat. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. uh uh-uh. Uh. Yeah, I like that. I ain't freestyle uh. in a minute. Bring it right back. <laughs> Everybody listen to the podcast like, oh boy. I like that. See, Lamar says some real stuff. How could he? But that's real talk from Woodley. He said the D coordinator didn't do his job and everybody got bit out of shape. They had odds. Uh. I ain't tripping. We not tripping. We doing our thing. We on the field trying to get a ring. I didn't get a ring. And I played 11 years. That's sweat and tears. But still, I'm here. Doing what we do, though. Trying Uh. to keep it real. I'm just... Nah, let me chill. What? You should have kept it got going. Marcus. Marcus was
3: hype back there. He like, oh. You should have kept it going.
0: Oh, the beat dropped. That. All right, so let's, let's do uh, depth chart debates. Um, you know, we, we got one of the best to do it. Lamar oh, in the building. Oh, shit, man. Um, Let's talk about. It, bro. Let's talk the about, let's talk like about the best. Of, best I'm a basketball. I like guy. basketball. I like I like guys. Guys. Yeah, I, I really feel like I know about. I know more about the NBA than NFL. But um, hey, hey, we, we'll checks, though. hey, we'll get to that. Hey, we'll get to that. And speaking of NBA, TD got the dope podcast.
2: Yeah, TD got <laughs> it. Boy, it the make, make it take the it. The podcast.
0: It, take it, Appreciate it, Nate. It's fire. Um. All right. So, um. Let's talk linebackers. Let's talk about. We'll do this real quick so we don't run out of time. Let's talk about who you looked up to. Before you got in the league, let's talk about when you were in it. Aside from yourself, who you thought was a monster, and then who is that dude right now? So this is the past, present, future depth chart debates. Willem Marlowe, you ask all the questions. Hey, we get it popping. Dang. Did What's you ask up, me a question already? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what did you look up to from yesteryear? <laughs> when you were in it, who was the man aside from yourself and right now? So well, we when, past, I, present, future.
3: when I first, I mean, looking up to somebody in the league, I wasn't actually a linebacker. I looked up to Jerome and like Hines Ward, as far as like a position, not particularly a linebacker. You know, I just liked the way they played the game. Really? Yeah. I and like, they just happened
0: to be Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah,
3: I was a Steelers fan growing mm. up. So oh, that yeah. rolled great for me. Uh, but, <laughs> so when I got in the league, you know, was Ray Lewis. Oh. Like watching him, I mean. Everything, you know, the attitude he played with, how he was a leader out there on the field. And then one thing I respect about him, too, is I had a chance to talk to Ray Lewis my freshman, my rookie year at a, at the Super Bowl. Then I talked to him after we beat them in the AFC Championship mm. at the Super Bowl. And he said, man, go out here and seize this opportunity. How crazy was that? Yeah, because mm. you never know when it's going to happen again. Like, take advantage of this. I'm like, man, we just beat them. And he's giving me advice to go in here into the Super Bowl That's and win. That's 100, though. I That's mean, he, he said, "Man, last year when I talked to you, I think I gave you too much advice because y'all done came in the <laughs> championship game, and I but it it was great advice. So I, I I looked up to to Ray Lewis when I played, and I used to like watching Patrick Willis play. I mean, he was he all does. over the field. I mean, he played with that with that dog attitude. He was sideline yeah.
0: sideline downhill. Yeah." He was a
3: dog. I mean, but and you know, I had guys on my own team like the James Harrison. Oh, know And I had uh, James Ferry and I had Lawrence Timmons. So I had, yeah, I had a bunch of guys on my team too that I was like, dang, them boys getting it. Y'all was, y'all a big, had I was, linebacker. y'all was a big <laughs> they had linebackers. Right, they had linebackers. You know, trust me, I'm playing running back. <laughs> so, hey,
0: how was that playing against like that type of core? Because you know, the, Mike, you are a fullback. There's, oh, games you're uh, uh, well, there's games you you're going to there's games you going to No, no, nah, no, nah, nah, nah. Nate. Bang. Nah, Nate
1: can forget, bang. forget that. It, you know, you know you you know, we all men. So you like, right. oh, you know, you start watching on tape, you know, you're looking at body types and all of that, you know. But half of the time you didn't know where these cats was coming from. That's where it was. You be in the backfield like I'm just staying in, bro. <laughs> just somebody gonna come to me. You know what I'm saying? That that was Really, the hard part about playing Pittsburgh, bro, like, it tested everything. Uh, and then with Troy back there, bro, he, you may get a key like something something happening over here, then they send like five cats on the other side. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, That's what made it difficult. And then when you figured out what they were doing, you had the physical confrontation. You had to uh, <laughs> try to overcome. Okay. I remember James Harrison slapped me on the butt one time, dog. He almost tore my uh, <laughs> quad muscle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was oh, yeah. like, dog, no one ever hit me like on. that no more, man." Oh man, hey, so so Lamar, who who do you think is the best in the game right now?
3: I I got two guys. I got the guy from uh, Carolina, What's Luke. Yeah, Luke. I tell you one
1: thing, up. Tommy Davis. Tommy Davis <laughs> make that man oh, look good too. Yeah, that's true. he he okay. he he. he he helps me. All, right. he, all right, Mike. I, I take and that back.
0: Is, My bad. That's My bad. his list. Let him talk. Shut and, up, man. And, and okay. you know I got to go Shut
3: back up. to Pittsburgh. My man is going to do some stuff. Oh, man. oh. He going to yeah. really. Yeah. He going to go. Huh? He going to go. They need him to. He going to go. Yeah. He going to go. I like him. All
0: right. All right. That's what's up, man. All right. So, that was depth chart Debates. Let me get Orna. TD, what do you have for us right now on this Orna? So, this is our Yay Orna segment.
2: For sure, for sure. And as as Lamar says, he's a big hoops guy, and, you know, we all are to some extent Draymond here. Draymond Green, people. Huh? Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. The finals are going on right now. <laughs> the Cavs Green. won game five. Draymond did not play because of the step over. So, my question to you guys is, did you view LeBron's step over Draymond Green as disrespect or not? And I know Lamar, I know Draymond's your boy, too. All so, right. interested to hear your thoughts on this.
0: All right. So, uh, hey, Lamar, I'm going to just let you tackle this. Go ahead.
3: Man. That move LeBron did is a sucker move. Ooh, okay. I mean, you got to keep it real. They down by 20 or 30 or whatever. Right. He realized that the Golden State Warriors still can beat him if they shut down Clay and Curry. Right. So who do he really go after? The man that really holds that team together is Draymond Green. The glue. Right. So let's start to pick a fight with him at the end of the game, and you know he going to react. Right. Knock him down, step over, and did this, that, push and all that. But then go to the media. And talk about, man, this guy said some disrespectful things. That, I got kids. Was that dry, this okay, and that. Was that dry snitching? Huh? Uh, dry snitching right yeah, there. Yeah, that was dry snitching. Because it was almost <laughs> kind of like telling, you know what I'm saying, the commissioner to view the tape, look into <laughs> yeah. that. This guy's a problem. And then as soon as he do it, Draymond gets suspended. What happened? Then LeBron go out there, drop 41 because he ain't had nobody guarding Yes, yeah, So that's he a built true. a little confidence. But on Thursday, that's going to get taken back away. Okay, hold on. Hold
0: on. Okay, so. <laughs> I like it, What man. do you say about people who have the mindset that Draymond has done that quite a bit. Draymond Draymond is kind of – look, he on the fence with
1: it. I like him as a player, but he is on
3: the – just keep uh, it real. He on the fence with some stuff, testicles. Draymond has been playing that way ever since he was in elementary. Like, that's how far I go back with Draymond. Ever since elementary, he always had that attitude that – that aggressive attitude of going out there playing ball, you ain't gonna punk me. Right. What happened is the lead just got soft. Right. So now, you know, it started with the Ben Wallace's and giving all them guys tech and they're making the lead soft. Right. And by the league getting soft is trickling down to AU and yeah. all them, elementary and all that. So you got a guy like Draymond they ain't used to that. Right. You so- know what I'm saying?
2: Charles Barkley did say, though, that Draymond had a moral obligation to <laughs> go after LeBron. <laughs> and as you guys know, I, I have a Nigerian family. Back home, it is total disrespect. If someone steps over you, no, you have to make the person Big step time. back the other way because it's straight-up disrespect. We don't play that. It's
3: Okay. Hey, if he had a problem, he should have just seen him in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> holla at me in the back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take this off the court. All right. That's what somebody okay. real would have did. I, I can
0: dig that. So yeah. you're saying that – The Golden State Warriors are going to close this out. Now, I'm I'm going to ask you because I love who – now that I got you here, I know you got to go. We got to go. What about Bogut being out? Draymond missing the game? Curry and Clay not necessarily playing – up to standards.
2: Steph's hurt right now. Yes, I think it's I think it's fairly obvious, but
0: or it could be the shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, could but I'm shoes. just saying. Oh, and Kyrie and LeBron both dropped 41. Like that ain't gonna saying, happen every night though, dog. And I'm for going for Cleveland.
3: Cleveland you like know it. why LeBron dropped 41? Because Draymond wasn't in. Okay. And when Draymond is in, Steph Curry. And uh, and Clay played different because i mean, Draymond—get that ball out the rim and help that offense go. Right. And Steph Curry, right. and then now you got to respect everybody. You got to respect court, more people right. on the court now. That's facts. That's But facts. now Draymond gone, you know, they was able to do something. But now I might go to the game now uh, on Thursday. Oh. oh okay. Because every time I've been to every championship game that Draymond played in. Oh. All the Whoa. championship games, I've been there. And they won. They they well, they lost it when he, Michigan State, North Carolina. But I've been to all of them. <laughs> okay, I and it. I might go to this one just because I know they're gonna close it out. Just cause, just so you can be there, a part That's of history. Dope. All Put right, so on. I like that. I love NBA That's talk.
0: Dope. Hey, speaking of NBA talk, before we let everybody go, TD, I said I had another story. Last week, I was at the spot called the Nice Guy. Right, it's a little low key lounge, to do a little little dinner and, and food. So I was in there with my boy Reggie Bush. We're chilling, and. Russell Westbrook was in there, so I, I, I'm always casual to like run up on somebody because I just don't know how cats act. And um, the, they were like, uh, you know, Russ is in here; he's a cool guy. You know, you should probably say what's up. So I walked over to him. I was like, look, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Like, Look, I'm Navy. I played in the league. He was like, Yes, yeah, what's up? Show me love. And I was like, look, I gotta ask this question: If you play football, what position? Because you know, we always look at like the real athletic, like slashers, as like. Oh, he could have played ball. He could have played football. And so I'm sitting there. He's like, he thought about it. He's like, I don't know. You know, when I was younger, I played running back. You know, but now, like, you know, I just, I don't know if I want to play offense. I think if I play right now, I'd be a safety. And then I was like, oh, like, like a you know, like a, a big-time hitter? He's like, yeah, because I love to hit. I was like, like, Cam Chancellor. He was like, yeah, like a Cam Chancellor. So – We'll leave this for another conversation. But what I'm saying is when you look at some of these athletes in other sports, oftentimes we don't translate a basketball player to a football player. Russell Restbook is one of those guys that could take his NBA jersey off and put on an NFL jersey. So – that's my story.
2: Mike's not buying it. I can tell. I got looking look at the Mike, right now. I know Mike. Mike's <laughs> hey, like, look, nah, man. I, mean, Nate,
0: I told I told Mike the story. He was like, nah, he can't play safety. <laughs> I'm like,
1: what? First of all, Nate, I don't sound like he's that. So, he's you know so saying? explosive, bro. You First don't of all, I don't sound like that. You kind of do. Okay. You're mad. Second of all, second of all it's a lot, easier, it's four, a lot like easier for someone to go from a contact sport, to me, just my opinion. It's a lot easier for a football player to go to basketball than a basketball player to come to this contact sport. I this agree. is a different animal over here. This is all
0: right. Now I get this that.
1: is a different animal. And then he talking about banging. He talking about getting in that box. Come on, man! If I seen Russell Westbrook come on down in this box, man, dog, Russell, I'm taking his lunch money, man, and I don't man, give a damn how explosive man. he is.
0: Russell Westbrook, I'm taking Westbrook his lunch that money. Helmet, Nate, you. he put that wood on you, bro. Nate, I promise, you. Nate, you don't believe that. I, no, you know what time I, it is. I, I know, I know what receiver this. No, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Maybe receiver. Exactly. That's what I said. Receiver, receiver DB, or right. something like that. Yeah, I think that's perfect for him. But you talk about getting down in that box. You banging with cats our size, dog.
0: Russell, All, Russell Westbrook is 6-4. Like it's not like he's a small dude. I'm not talking about height.
2: Russell's NBA is a, he's a NBA's o- Odell Beckham. That's what he is. He, I can freak. see that.
1: I can see that. I can see him doing Odell Beckham type stuff on the outside. Right. Don't come down. Don't come down in that trap. Nate Nate Robinson you Don't want worked no part out.
0: of that trap. Nate Robinson worked that for our former team, uh yes, Seattle Seahawks. He did. Nate Robinson he played 11 years Slam Dunk champion. They passed on be careful on them. So we'll see if uh, uh Football. They may pick
1: it. Trust me. I know Pete. Can. He's a cat that I can see week 14, 15. He just want to do something to create a little buzz <laughs> or whatever. Go <laughs> ahead and sign versus. him for a couple of weeks. That's we'll what I'm saying. a couple games. Playoffs already sold up. You I know, can dig that. Talking. Hey,
0: well, listen. Uh, I appreciate you joining us, Lamar. Well, man, appreciate, appreciate it, y'all. Appreciate. Hey, man, anytime you in hey, town,
1: I'm stop by. Stop For <laughs> real.
0: Hey, Mike, and I'm going to keep it 100. I ain't never – had anybody in the studio with two watches on, so like this <laughs> is that's pretty bad. dope.
3: I'm oh, in mean, different yeah. time zones, man. There you uh, go, Ooh. <laughs> oh. hey, He
0: dropping knowledge, He dropping <laughs> gems. Hey, listen, uh, TD, let that's me get that, an outro. That's beat, that man. wealth right there, man. Okay, oh, mm-hmm. uh. go ahead, Nate. Go All ahead, right, we're well, what what our... we talking about. Give me a subject, a Subject? yeah. I don't know, man. Stop thinking. Let me grab go. this water and hydrate and start drinking. Lamar, appreciate you coming through. That's real talk. We don't just talk that talk, man. This is real walk. Uh, from the east coast to the west. Though I ain't trying to brag, but homie, this is the best show. Everybody wanna talk about that. No, come on, man. I'm I trying not to cuss, man. I just can't. I can't. Well, just cuss. do at an it and keep going. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Come on, man, man.
1: You're talking about he's supposed to be talented, man. Do your thing. <laughs> go
3: ahead, Mike. Yeah. You go. Huh? What? I don't, I don't rap. I
1: don't rap. Sing then. I don't sing. <laughs>
0: I just spit that th- I just spit hey. that thing, man. Hey, listen, this is the RB podcast, man. I appreciate everybody <laughs> listening. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.